Break free from the traffic. Come on. Break free. You know, on your on your chairs, you'll see a little invitation. Uh, on the back is the title of our series called "Enemies of the Hearts," and uh, this little punch hole picture here is a really a, an opportunity for all of us to break free. If you're sitting on that side, you're not going to be able to see any slides. Just so you know, if you, if you don't mind, you can move over this way a little bit more, and you'll be able to see uh, what I'm talking about here. So. The very, first, uh, the very first lesson today is entitled, Where Did That Come From? Where did that come from? You ever say something, yes. and you're like, I wonder, maybe, maybe you're not thinking it, but the person that heard you say it going, where did that come from? Yeah, right. And sometimes you'll self-reflect and going, where did that come from? Why did I say, why did I say that? Yeah. If, you're, if you're a person who self-reflects, you understand that question. It's about our hearts. Our heart has enemies. Yeah. From irregular heartbeats, heartache, heartburn, heart attack. Your heart has enemies. As you guessed, I'm not talking about your physical heart. I'm talking about your spiritual heart. There's a big difference. Yeah. Your other heart. It's the invisible part of, of, of you that philosophers, poets, preachers refer to all the time. It's that thing that got broken when she told you she just wanted to be just friends. Oh. It's that thing that swells up in you with pride when you see your child do something great. Oh, yeah. It's that thing that also wants to wring someone's neck or two when someone hurts your child, right? The heart I'm speaking of is mysterious, wonderful. It enables you to love, laugh, fear, and experience life. This is the heart that we're going to be talking about over the next several weeks. It's the sphere in which relationships happen. Eric, it's in the fear that your mom said, you need to find someone that can help you in the relationship. And then you found Donna through God's grace. Amen. And it's the sphere in which relationships are broken. Life can be very hard on your heart. Yeah. And the world is full of outside influence. So the Bible teaches us that there is a good part of us. And there's also the one with horns. Mm. This is our heart. This is the battle. This is the enemy. The spiritual enemy. Things. We want to do good. But when we say things, where did that come from? Why did I say that? To someone whom I'm supposed to be loving to, why would I say that? You know, I've probably said the most harshest things in marriage ever in my life. The most harshest things. The most hurtful things. To the person I claim to love. And I said the most... Heinous things, heart-wrenching things. I go, where did that come from? Enemies of the heart. That's why the Bible cautions us. Above all else, guard your heart. Amen. Guard it. For it is the wellspring of life. From the very beginning, the very time you realized, I know for me, the very time, first time I realized that not everyone shops at Kmart. No. 
<laughs> Something happened in my heart. Well, I started caring about things that I, that I should wear should make my friends happy. That moment when I realized my dad wasn't cool. And it, it, it really showed itself when I was embarrassed of my parents. Because I cared about what other people thought about my family. He says, guard your hearts. For it's the wellspring of life. Subtle, sometimes necessary protection from these outside disruptions. Our heart develops habits that slowly, slowly erode your sensitivity. And there's inevitable, inevitable pain that it comes to your hearts and disappointment of life. And it's caused us to set up walls around our hearts. And eventually we say to others and ourselves, that's just the way I am. That's just who I am. Take it or leave it, that's who I am. So let me ask you this morning, how's your heart? Not your career, not your family, not your finances, your heart. How's your heart this morning? You know, we got things to fix, bills to pay, interviews to prepare for, files to examine, tests to grade. And someone asks you, how are things? We smile and sigh. Fine. Good. The Bible also says this. As water reflects a face... So man's heart reflects the man. We're out of step with what our faith says and what our heart is saying. We do that all the time. And we sometimes say, say things to ourselves we know is crazy. It's out there. It's not right. For example, ladies, she looks great, but you aren't going to let her know about it, are you? Why? Why does it bother you? You know it shouldn't bother you, but it does. It bothers me sometimes when I see other kids excelling at something that I wanted my son to excel at. Instead of complimenting the person, I'm like, I don't want to say anything. Why am I like that? Because there's an enemy living in my heart. I should go over there and say, great job, it's awesome. But my, I, I don't want to say anything. I want to go home and have my son do 10 push-ups. <laughs> the internal evidence is this. I can't believe I just said that. I can't believe I can't go over and give that person a compliment. I don't know where it came from. I can't believe I said it, but that's not like me. You see, each heart knows its own bitterness. And no one else can share its joy. You know. But we have walls that justify where our heart is at. We create walls that say, no, 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 no. It's totally fine to think this way. It's totally okay to feel this way. But you know the heart. 
We know what's on the inside. We desperately try to hide it. But we don't totally understand why our heart is like that. So we have to have a heart exam. You know, a life-threatening heart problem can go undetected for years. Right? Just talk to Steve and Jody Hunter. Just talk to them. Undetected. What started out with a broken wrist has now turned into open heart surgery. Thank God. Thank the Lord for that. Undetected for years. They said that she could have dropped it any moment. When undetected. So we need a heart exam. You know, each person has a blockage. And with blockage, you experience symptoms. Right, Tim? There are symptoms, but sometimes we're faked out. But there's back pain, inability to sleep, anxiety, loss of appetite. But really, what's going on is a heart problem. And there's this procedure that the doctors do nowadays, and you can watch it on video, is where they put a dye into your arteries. And you can watch the dye work its way through your, your system and into your heart. And then the, you can see literally the blockage where the dye is stopped on the way to the heart because there is a buildup there. And you can very clearly see there's a stoppage, a blockage on the way. And they usually put a stint in there that lets the blood flow go, go through. And Tim Hoyt experienced that last year. Did you get one or two? Two. You're double threat there. This is the reality of our physical heart, but it's all also the reality of our spiritual hearts. Amen. The, a bad motive cannot achieve a good end. Double talk brings you double trouble. <laughs> this is what's going on spiritually. We have a blockage in our heart, but it, it may have gone undetected. Or maybe your wife knows, or maybe your husband knows, or maybe your friend knows, but he's not yet said anything. You don't realize it, but your heart is being blocked. So what's the heart of the matter? This series that we're doing will try to pinpoint the blockage in our spiritual condition. I'm going to deal with some primary enemies. There are a lot of enemies out there, but I got some primary ones. One is greed blocks your heart. Two is guilt. Three is anger. And four is jealousy. Each of these has the potential to erode your relationships, your character, and your faith. We'll also challenge you to embrace four new habits. And these new habits will allow your heart to maintain a healthy rhythm spiritually. Because God cares deeply what goes on the inside versus what's on the outside. And this is a scripture in the Old Testament that God says this to his people who were in exile. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you, from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. What's interesting about this, this thing that God is doing here. 
They already had the top 10 behaviors down. They had the 10 commandments. So they had, they knew what to do. Don't do this, don't do that, honor here, do your parents here. They had the top 10 behaviors. But it clearly wasn't enough for them just to know what to do. They needed to change from the inside to follow through and obey God. So what does that mean for us? Each of them and each of us, we need to drop the public persona and become a healthy and whole person. I know sometimes you have to do it at work, but I'm talking in the fellowship right here. A healthy, whole person. There's a, there's a heart issue. There's blockages. And we love to say we're just doing great all the time. And I'd love to say that most of the time I'm doing pretty good. But there's some days I'm just not doing good. we got to drop the public persona. Amen. It looks like this. People may cover their hatred with pleasant words. Hi. It's good to see you. Man, I wish you'd come to church on time. Hi. It's great to see you. Man, you weren't in children's ministry last week. Wish you'd come. You have kids in there. Yeah. Right? They're deceiving you. They pretend to be kind, but don't believe them. Their hearts are full of many evils. I've done that. Well, I wanted, I should have said something, but I'm going, hi. <laughs> Glad you're here at church. It's awesome. Right? Come on, bro. I should have said something. And what happens is my heart gets blocked. Yep. Uh, it's blocked. So just, just saying something, I, I, I self-inflict my own heart disaster by not saying anything. The harder the matter. People can be upset even though their words are pleasant. What we need to do is, is have a heart that can keep pace with our outside appearance. Because all is not what it seems. There was a famous basketball player in the 60s and 70s. His name was P Pete Maravich. They used to call him Pistol Pete. If you've been around college basketball, he played for LSU, that's Tony Street, Spur College. He had a scoring average for one year per season of 44.2 points a game average. Okay, he's an all-time leading scorer in NCAA basketball history. He was a five-time NBA All-Star. He was known for his, his really cool passes, you know. And they were saying, hey, can't you just pass it fundamentally? He's like, no, man, people came to see basketball, I'm going to... He would do it all fancy, but he would do it right. And he scored 44 points a game on the average. You know how hard that is in basketball today? That's super difficult. At age 40, while playing pickup basketball, he died of a heart attack. Wow. Fantastic shape. Autopsy showed he had a conge congenital heart defect. Reggie White, Green Bay Packers. Died. Heart attack in his sleep. Three pro soccer players last year, this last season, had heart attacks on the field wow. while playing. One in Norway. 
One in England where his heart stopped for 24 minutes. They revived him. Heart attack. The most athletically prowess individuals. But a person's physical prowess doesn't always reflect the health of his heart. You come to church dressed up. It doesn't reflect what's going on in your heart. It doesn't. And we think, we try to convince ourselves, if I look the part, if I dress the part, then inside I'll feel the part. It doesn't work that way. And you'll find both in the Old Testament and the New Testament a similar concept relating to the, to the health of your spiritual heart. And heart symptoms are there, but we tend to only deal with symptoms and not the root. Let me give you an example. Let's say you had a pear tree. You guys like pears? I love pears. But we planted an avocado tree in my house. Go figure. Amen. Okay. So we have this pear tree. And it's, we've been blessed and it produces an incredible amount of pears. And we're so happy. And, and the branches are just pulling them down. Oh, all these pears. And eventually they just start dropping on the floor. So on hand, one hand I'm, I'm excited because, you know, I have all these pears to eat and make, you know, fruit salad and feed the neighbors and be giving and be out of myself, Right? But on the other hand, I can't walk in my backyard because i I got to step on all the pears, squishing them. They're starting to rot because there's too many. There's way too many. And I can't give enough away about what's being produced on my floor. So I get in my lawnmower, and I get on my John Deere, and I, and I go over those pears, and I start shooting projectiles in every direction. And the kids are getting hit. The cars are getting hit. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get rid of these pears. I need my lawn. Or I go get a bucket start filling them in and I dump them in the trash. I get a bucket. And we're just dealing with the symptoms. The pears that are falling on, uh, picking them up every time. We're picking them up. Our shoes are all, all stained and stinky of pears. So many pears. Rotting pears. Then they attract those flies. You know those little, those little fruit flies and they're everywhere and you're trying to swat them and they always miss your swatter. They're always avoiding you. They get in your house and they hang out in the bathroom. It's my house. <laughs> You know, a more permanent approach is needed. You know, but the first approach is how we handle our heart. We keep picking up and apologizing for insensitive words and inappropriate behavior. We say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. I swear I'll never do it again. And then we do it again. And our solution is, try harder! Pick up more pears faster. Get on that John Deere faster. You keep doing it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. And maybe you've experienced this, but maybe people have moved away from you because they got tired of being assaulted because of your bad fruit. Think about that. If we're just dealing with the symptoms and not dealing with the root, eventually... It erodes our relationships. You lose your intimacy in your marriage. What do we have to do? We got to take out the tree. You got to chop it down and get to the root and call a few brothers and you got to pull up that tree stump because one man can't do it, right? You need three or four guys in there, right? Pull it out from the root. Not from the symptom. From the root. Because this is a reflection of our lives. Yeah. It's a reflection 
of what's going on inside of our hearts. Because Jesus says this, the good man brings good things out, stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings out evil things that is stored in his heart. For the overflow, for out of the, out of the overflow of his heart, the mouth speaks. For out of the overflow of his heart, the mouth starts talking. Some things we say to the people we love the most. Where did that come from? Some of, us, some of us say, the devil made me do it. It's not the devil. It's your heart. Turn with me to, to Matthew chapter 15. We'll read a scripture here. And what Jesus says about the heart. Where did that come from? Matthew chapter 15. I don't have it on a slide, so you have to look on with your neighbor. Hopefully he smiles at you and means it. Okay. Hey, we're just talking about the heart this morning. Verse, six, verse 16. Jesus says, you know, Jesus is pretty honest. Are you so dull? You think about the Savior, you don't think he would talk like that, but, you know, Jesus kept it pretty real. Are you so dull? What's that sound in our language? Are you that dumb? Did you go to college? Right? Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of the mouth come from the hearts. And these make a man unclean. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what make a man unclean. But eating with unwashed hands does not make him unclean. I love verse 20. Amen. I love verse 20. In my house, we have a... I have to wash the hands. Once, twice, four times a lady. All the time. I feel like the skin is falling off. But I'm glad I'm not unclean because of it. The point Jesus drives home is that God isn't nearly as concerned about what goes in our mouths so much as of what comes out of our mouth. God isn't nearly as concerned about what goes into our bodies as what comes out of our bodies, meaning our heart again. This was a new territory for the Jewish person because they were extremely cautious about what they put into their mouth. And now Jesus was saying that God is more offended by what comes out versus what goes in. The heart. He said, everything that comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. Really? Everything? Come on, Jesus. Everything? Did he really mean that? Sure did. Because he says this. The heart is responsible not just for words, but for our actions. Evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, Stealing, lying, slander, 
everything that comes out of your mouth is a reflection of your heart. That puts a whole new paradigm for me and I hope for you. Everything. My flesh is like, no, no, don't take that literally. Come on, Jesus, that's a little literal there. But if I think about my sins, they came from my heart. If I think about my anger, it came from my heart. Because my heart was hurt. See, before I got angry, I always get hurt. But my hurt doesn't, my hurt doesn't stay hurt for long. My hurt lasts for like one millisecond. And then it goes to anger. Instead of dealing with the hurt, I try to pick up the pears and deal with the anger. I got to deal with my hurt heart. That's taken out the tree. But what I keep apologizing for is, I'm sorry I was angry, honey. I'm sorry I raised my voice. I'm sorry I changed my tone. Because in my household, if you change your tone, that could be, you can be accused of, of, of shouting. And that makes me even more angry. I don't know if anyone can relate. I just changed my tone. It wasn't really, you want to hear angry? You know, you get all crazy. You get crazy at the house. I'll show you anger. I just changed my tone, sweetheart. I'm just trying to keep it, be, be as honest as possible with my heart. Because when you preach in the heart, you've got to be honest about your own heart. I can't hear it come up here and be a $3 bill, right? You ever seen one of those? They don't exist, right? They don't exist. That's why Solomon says, Proverbs 4, above all else, guard your heart, for it's the wellspring of life. So, someone suddenly files for divorce. Suddenly a, a kid's grades drop and his attitude changes. Suddenly a harmless pastime becomes a destructive habit. Out of nowhere, devastating words pierce the soul of someone you love. It's our hearts. We have clogged arteries when we say to ourselves, I'll never trust another man or woman again. I'll never love again. I'll never give my heart to anyone again. When we say, I don't need anybody. I'm not letting anybody in. She broke my heart. He wounded me. I don't need to be taught the Bible. And here's what others say. He's hard-hearted. She has walls. He has trust issues. She's cold. Hugging him is like hugging an ice cube. Not ice cube, an ice cube. For all those in the 80s got that yes. word, got word for the 80s. The teens were like, what, who, what? Stuff just gets lodged in our hearts. And then we hold secrets. And then we feel ashamed. Because your arteries are clogged. And we need to break free. We have to break free. God wants us to be a whole, healthy person. Inside out. That's the most powerful Christianity you can experience. Is inside outside Christianity. 
And over the next several weeks, we're going to look at the enemies of the heart. Greed, guilt, anger, and jealousy. Greed is the heart that says, I owe me. I earn this. I deserve this. Guilt is, I owe you. I feel terrible. I'm an awful person. I owe you. Anger is, you owe me. You owe me. And jealousy is, God owes me. God owes me. Those are the enemies of the heart. Thank you for your time, and thank you for visiting with us today.